what will we do with the drunken sailor early in the morning? Uh, yeah. Nick, do you make a goose sandwich at home? Or make a right proper algae, I do. Do, do you go some places that make nice sandwiches when you don't feel like making one? When I don't want to make a sandwich, I saunter on down to the corner and I go to the cousin's sub shop. And what I guess from there is a meatball sandwich. I like that sandwich, it's a good one. Would you say you murder that sandwich? Alright, proper murder it, put it in the ground, I do. Ah, uh, you're a bit of a sandwich killer, innit? That's right, that's what they call me. There ain't no sandwich that's safe when Nick's around. Might as well call me the uh, Sandwich Slayer. Uh, I don't know if I want to call you that. I always think you're gonna. I've legally changed my name, as a matter of fact. Mr. Slayer, uh, a word. That's right, you can call me Sandwich. <laughs> uh, Alright, Sandwich, well, <laughs> I suppose we should start the show. <laughs> as you've by no doubt guessed that this is a trailer podcast about movie trailers. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to this show, uh, you're probably not hearing this part because you've already checked out. Yes, you're you're on to 99% Invisible with Roman Mars. <laughs> or listening to all the commercials on Every Little Thing. We have a feud with Roman Mars that he is not aware of. <laughs> <laughs> and never will be. I was about to say, he probably never will be, nor will he even care if he did become aware of it. Yeah, uh, that's true. Because we're a bunch of nobodies, you know. That's right, and that's the way we like it, because we don't have to deal with the public so much. <laughs> we don't. So my name's Ben, and uh, I'm. I you can regularly find me recording this show on Friday nights. Me too. Nick is the one I am, not Ben. Nick is slowly turning into Master Yoda. Core blimey! <laughs> oh yeah, it sounds. Like that's exactly how he sounded, you know. As he is one to say. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, welcome to the Dumb Dudes Podcast. You know, the, if we're gonna start off with what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. There's only one thing that's been that I've been watching. You know what that is, Nick? Um, uh, Sexy Beasts on Netflix. Uh, unfortunately, no. That guess is incorrect. It is the Olympic Games. It's not winter, Ben. I do like the Winter Games better, but I also highly love the Summer Games. I only have a slight. I only give Winter Games a slight tick up from Summer. I love them both. Well, who's winning so far? Last time I checked, America had the most medals and I think the most golds, but that I didn't check last night, so I don't know if that's still the case. I'm glad that you're enjoying your Olympic Games. I, I am enjoying it. I love them. I mean, even without a crowd, it's still I still like it. Uh, I just, I'm always, I just, I'm into it, man. I'm into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something to enjoy, and it only comes around every so often. Exactly. What have you been watching? I watched a few things. I was over at my cousin's last week, and we watched a couple movies. We watched Howl from Beyond the Fog, which is a Japanese puppet theater kaiju movie that is extremely artsy. Really, really weird. It reminds me of that thing that you that you had us watch when you were here. Yeah. What was that called? Uh, Robot Voice? This show is called Thunderbolt Fantasy. That thing. Yeah, so it's like this puppet theater thing, and there was this kaiju monster that was like a kind of a dinosaur type thing and it had like plants and stuff growing out of its back like a pokemon Mm. and it only came out in the fog and then it was like a lake god it was really it was really a cool monster the movie was uh pretty artsy 
in a way that uh, I will be acting like I'm superior to people who haven't seen Howl from Beyond the Fog. Oh, gotcha. Did, wait, did you ever see uh, Love and Monsters? Not yet. Not ah, yet. I want to see that. This uh, that you're, The way you're talking kind of reminds me of Love and Monsters. Yeah, I want to watch that one. I think that'll that's probably going to be out soon on Hulu or something. Yeah, sure, surely. And then I watched The Fourth Kind, which is the alien abduction movie with Mila Jovovich from 2008 or 9. 2009, it's from 2009. This movie was... It made a lot of news for a little bit of time in 2009 because they were acting like it was uh, interspersed with documentary footage, but then it was Blair Witch style where it was fake. So then everyone got mad that it was fake, but it was a movie. So, you know, also... Of course it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've seen the movie, of course it was fake. But uh, that was fun. It was not, it's not good. I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but it was fun to watch with those guys because we were making jokes about it. Because the, the guy that was the bad guy in Swamp Thing that I called Crawdad Baby because he was so, so Louisiana was in this. And so every time he popped up, we were just like, well, Crawdad, baby, he live on that gumbo. <laughs> Derek was like, he need gumbo to live. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, I watched all of what is available of Ted Lasso since last week. Um, I'm caught up. Basically, Ted Lasso is pretty much the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, wait. Aaron and I finished Ted Lasso. I, I was time dilation. I also finished it. Oh, so you're caught up? I'm caught up. Season two just started. Okay, I haven't seen any of season two. Have you? Right, there's two episodes of season two out. I've seen uh, them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like my favorite thing. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love every second of it. I, it's one of the shows where when the credits start at the end, I get mad. And then I also watch Schmigadoon, which is the uh, the musical series on yeah, Apple TV. Yeah, it's getting reviewed pretty well, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. If you like, If you like old musicals at all, like... Uh, from the 60s era, you know, like Sound of Music and... Like, Oklahoma? Yeah, Music Man and all those cheesy old musicals. If you like those, you'd probably like Schmigadoon. It's pretty funny. Fred Armisen's in it. It feels like what what it would really be like for a person to be stuck in a musical, just how weird it is for mm. them. It's, it reminds me of the Scrubs musical a little bit. Okay, it's like self-aware, right? Yeah, it's very self-aware. Okay, okay. Uh, and so it, I've I've been enjoying that as well, but that's all I've watched. I see. I gotcha. Okay. I don't know that I am going to watch Megadoon. I don't think it's a Ben show. Probably not a Ben show, but I, if you are a theater major, uh, you're probably into this. Yeah, Megadoon is fun. If you like old musicals, and you, but you also like that they're corny, and like in that way as well, it's perfect for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that is, uh, that's what we done ahead watch, but let's talk about some new news. Welcome to the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yes, we have a few things this week. Some of them are pretty high profile, too. Yeah, they are. This first one, I'm going to need you to talk about this, but it's the Anansi Boys series got picked up by Amazon. So Anansi Boys is a a book by Neil Gaiman Mm -hmm. that is not a sequel to American Gods, but it exists in the American Gods universe. Okay, okay. It's like adjacent to it. Yeah. And it's about... um, Anansi, who, you know, the trickster spider from Africa. But in American Gods, he's just like a, a dude, like everyone else. Mm. And uh, it's about his sons. And uh, 
they live in Florida and it's like kind of a comedy uh, misadventures and whatnot and this series is not going to be connected to the American Gods series that was on stars which is good because that was a terrible adaptation mm. uh, American uh, American Gods is my favorite book and the adaptation is really bad and Neil Gaiman also wrote Good Omens which is one of my other favorite books and that adaptation was perfect so I don't know where why one got a hundred percent power and the other one got like five percent power <laughs> there's there's this part i just want to talk about this is the thing that annoyed me most about american okay. gods and it's old enough where i can talk about spoilers. yeah sure sure so there's a character in american gods whose name is mr world and he's the bad guy but it turns out at the end that mr world was actually loki and he was working with odin the whole time and it was a big con like the whole story like the whole plot is a con set up by those two but in the series mr world has the scene in season two where he's by himself and he's doing like a villain monologue about his plan and but it's the fake plan and i'm like this character isn't real like, he's not real. There is no Mr. World. He's Loki. So the fact that he's in this room by himself, detailing a plan that doesn't exist, is tremendously stupid. And, like, do they not know what happens in the rest of the book? Are they just completely going to ignore that? Because then this character doesn't make any sense. I just hated that. I hated that. The casting was pretty good in that show, but they went off the rails hard. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, if you go back and play Mass Effect 1 when you have the uh, the conversation with Sovereign, who's that Reaper. Uh-huh. His conversation after you've beaten the third game and you go and you go back and play one, his the conversation you have with him uh, doesn't make any sense unless he is a complete liar. Yeah. I mean, at least there would be the, the reasoning that he is a complete liar, which even it's probably just that they rushed the ending of the third one. Yeah. But... In American Gods, he's literally talking to himself in character as a character that doesn't really exist about a plan that's not real. That is very weird. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, it's just it's uh, that's where they lost me. That and they kept changing things for no reason, and uh, yeah. it's just bad. Yeah. But Anansi Boys, I'll check it out. I didn't really like that book so much. Uh, I love American Gods. I didn't really like Anansi Boys. So maybe because the the American Gods series was bad, the a Nazi Boy series will be good. It'll be the opposite of how I feel about the books. So that that'd be a nice outcome, I guess. Well, there was a fun part with flamingos in it. Then next piece of news here is Pokemon live action series coming to Netflix, and it's going to be brought to you by the showrunners for showrunners for Lucifer or the producers of Lucifer. Yeah, I think they just have a Netflix deal overall now, uh. so they'll probably be producing shows hither and there on on Netflix. What did you did you see Detective Pikachu? I, I don't di- remember if we talked. About yeah, this. I did, uh, and I liked it. It was a good movie. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed it. So it, I think that if they do it in the style of Detective Pikachu, where it sort of looks like that, I'll be happy with it. See, that's what I was hoping for too. Just that level of quality, totally fine with that. You know. Yep, and probably a, a less detective-y storyline for this one yeah yeah maybe have some some gems some spend some time in some gems or you know the hospitals or whatever with the candies and all that you know get a little fan service in there you know catch some mons do some battles yeah yeah fight fight a uh, pejoto over and 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 over in the tall grass in the tall grass <laughs> zubat in the cave oh my gosh uh nightmarish uh just grinding baby mm-hmm. 
So I'm hearing the music in my head. Yeah. Diddly doo, diddly doo, diddly doo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely throw some Pokemon music in here. Uh, for sure. Um, the next piece of news, Hawkeye. We got a release date. Yeah, so Hawkeye is coming on Disney Plus starting November 24th, which will put it right, like I said, going up to Christmas. Because I think it's six episodes. So it'll be six weeks. So pretty much the month of December, uh, which is exactly what I said last time. You called it. I did. And that also leaves the window open for what I said for Ms. Marvel of being September, October. Yep. Because that, I believe, is going to culminate on Halloween. Yep. Yep. So this is all coming together. Uh, you you absolutely called that. Uh, you Sage. You're a sage. That means that the only thing left this year without a release date Marvel-wise is Ms. Marvel, but... I think it'll be September. Um, this is kind of not somewhat related, but not. But uh, as far as like pushing dates back, um, two two movies: uh, Top Gun Maverick and uh, James Bond. Uh, what are the new? No time to die. Yeah, no time to die. Are that? Did those get pushed to twenty twenty two? No, I think. Well, I don't remember when Top Gun Maverick is, but Bond is in November. Okay, November could be lit. It could be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm excited about these Disney, both those Disney Plus series. I want both of them. Me too. Next piece of news: Rosario Dawson seemingly confirmed live action casting of Ezra and Thrawn. How did she seemingly do this? Okay. So there's been speculation for a while uh, that Ezra, who's the main character of the Star Wars Rebels series, and Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is also in Rebels but is more famous from being from the uh, Timothy Zahn. Uh, heir to the empire novels uh also in rebels uh there's been rumors that ezra was cast as mina masood who played aladdin in the live action aladdin movie and that thrawn would be played by uh, lars mickelson who's mads mickelson's brother and who did his voice in rebels and who also looks exactly like him like how they animated him and uh there was rumors that they cast both of those guys, and everyone was happy about that. But then Rosario Dawson on Instagram the other day uh, reshared a, a post about it in her stories with a little like kissy face emoji. So everyone's taking that as confirmation since they're going to be in Ahsoka. Ahsoka's still my number one desired thing on Disney Plus. Me too. Um, it sounded like you said Granddad Meryl Thrawn. So that's his name. Granddad Meryl Thrawn. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Grand old granddad Meryl Thrawn. Yeah, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character, and granddad Meryl Thrawn is my favorite Star Wars antagonist. So, looking forward to that one. Uh, all right. So then, last piece of news here. I cannot believe this, um, but there is a Waterworld TV series coming. Uh, it, you know, this is like a turd that won't flush. Uh, that's a quote from the first movie. I actually like Waterworld. I've watched it a bunch of times as a kid. So. There's nothing wrong with Waterworld. The only reason that it has a bad reputation is because it didn't make as much in the box office as its budget was. And when stuff like that happens, that's the only thing people write about. And that's the only thing that they talk about. So, you are like, right. On its own, if, if it made more than its budget, which was a really high budget, yeah. no one would say anything like that. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't, there would be nothing bad said about it. It would be like people would remember it as... As fondly as the Mad Max movies from that time period. Right. It, that movie, if I remember correctly, it was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time. I think it was... It, over- at the time, it was the most expensive. Yeah, it was like... Wasn't it like over $200 million or something crazy? Yeah, it was gigantic yeah. budget. 
I like. I, I would go back and watch that movie today. I like that movie. There's nothing wrong with Waterworld. Yeah. It's fine. It's a good action movie. So, what do you know about this TV series? Uh, I know that they have stuff set up for it. They don't have a network yet, so they're shopping it around. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg is is on board to produce and direct it, and he worked on a lot of shows. Uh, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because I know he's married to Marissa Tankarian, who is the showrunner on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while. And uh, they're not 100% sure like how they're going to do the show yet, but they're in the building stages, so... For now, they're they're they have it at Universal Television, and they don't know where it's going to air. Hey, listen, it's a the premise is good. It's Mad Max on the water. You, how can that be wrong? Yeah, it's fine. It'll be good. And when the series comes out, everyone's gonna if they do a good job. Obviously, if they do yeah. a good job in the series, yeah. everyone's gonna be like, "How is the series so good when the movie was bad?" And I'm gonna have to remind them that they don't actually have an opinion of the movie. They only think the negative things that the press told them to think because it didn't make its budget back. I think you may have just predicted the future again, Nick, potentially. I'm certain of it. Potentially. So, all right, well, that's a, that's a lot of fun news uh, today, but that brings us to an Alterna trailer. This is a really strange Alterna trailer. It is, but it's interesting, though. It's better than it has any right to be. Absolutely. We are talking, of course, about the Taco Bell anime chicken fries ad. <laughs> Guys, um, sometimes like in the Super Bowl, a lot of money is dropped on a commercial to make a commercial. I don't know what kind of money was dropped to make this, but the animation on this commercial is better than like 90% of the anime animation that you see. It's very smooth, fluid animation. It reminds me of the, the art style reminds me of Ben 10, the Disney sort of anime alien show. And uh, the robots and stuff look like the Evangelion robots because there's that one that's like purple and orange and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's giant robots. It's very Japanese. Uh, it's it's English dubbing, you know, because it's it's an American commercial. It's so good. Like, <laughs> like I I want to see a series of this. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the problem. Is is if you're gonna make something that's this good, and then it's about chicken fries. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe let's redirect that effort. Yeah, like, whatever the studio is that animated this, like, y'all make something. Jess was looking it up before, and they did. They do a lot of advertising stuff. Like, they did the, uh, it was one of those mobile games, Clash of Kings or Clash of Clans yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those animated ads for that, they did those. But, like, they should be, like, this should be something. This should be, this, this energy should be redirected. I... This is the trailer of the week where I'm telling you, well, there's going to be another one I'm going to ask you to watch, but the this one I want you to watch it. Like, if you're listening to this, watch this weird Taco Bell ad. Uh, link is in the show notes. Definitely, well, I, I second that. Go watch it if you hadn't seen yep. it. All right, so that brings us to the new new. New 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 trailers, folks. We have an Adele design. The wickedly talented Adele. Dizzy. We're back in action, folks. Back at the normal the normal run of things. Uh, first trailer we got here is Doctor Who Season 13. Yeah, so Doctor Who Season 13, people weren't sure if it was going to come out this year. But then they had a Comic-Con virtual online panel for it last week. 
and they announced that it is returning this year, though they did not say an exact date. Uh, this is going to be the last season with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor and Chris Chibnall as the showrunner. Uh, so the, there will be a regeneration at the end of this season. Um, this season is also going to be one long story arc instead of uh, Monster of the Week, which is how Doctor Who typically does it, with sort of like an intersp- interspersed mythology woven in there. This is going to be one long storyline. And they've never done that before on Doctor Who, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, I As far as, like... Doctor Who showrunners. Chris Chibnall is not my favorite showrunner. Uh, he he's not a bad showrunner because he made Broadchurch, which was really good. But I'm I'm kind of looking forward to a new showrunner. But also I would I really like Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, so I would have liked to get one season of Jodie Whittaker with a new showrunner. Ah, uh, yeah. I never got like really into Doctor Who. I've seen a couple of seasons. I just never really connected deeply with it. So I know I know about it. I don't know that I'll ever really be into it. I, I don't know, but maybe a, like a story arc through a whole season might be interesting to me. I don't know. The thing with Doctor Who is that you don't have to commit to it because it's been on for 60 years. So you can pop in and, and get as much as you want at any time. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw any of the Peter Capaldi stuff. I saw everything. Like I've seen it all. Yeah. Uh, not not all of it. Not all sixty years. Right. But I have seen a lot of the older episodes. Yeah. But I, as far as the new ones, I like the Matt Smith ones best. I like I like the Matt Smith ones as well. Uh, they actually had a little bit more of a budget when he came in. I feel like. Yeah. Plus Karen Gillan. Plus her hair. Yep. Uh, well, her too. You know, I don't want to reduce the, her to her hair. I mean, I'm kind of obsessed, but. I mean, She's great. her hair is so rare. It is. Uh, we, we like a genetic anomalies here, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, trailer two here, Blade Runner Black Lotus. This is an anime series uh, going to be on Adult Swim, which means that it will also be on HBO Max. Yeah. It takes place 17 years before Blade Runner 2049, which, if I can do math, is 2032. There's not really much about the storyline. It's a Bla- it's a Blade Runner series that takes place in between Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I hated the music that they used for this trailer. It did not feel Blade Runner at all. No, it was like a weird pop song. Yeah, it was not good. And the energy in the trailer, it, they tried to make it look like an action show, and that's not the spirit of Blade Runner. I agree. Uh, the action was extremely frenetic in this trailer, yeah. like constant, constant motion. Yeah. Blade Runner is like a shark where it's it's sw- cruising along slow and then suddenly very swift. You know. Yeah, that's exactly like, right. That's a that's a great analogy. That's how it feels, and, and especially if they're replicants, because replicants do that weird stare thing all the time where they don't move very much unless they have to. Yeah. So I, I think probably the danger of this is that they this is something else that they slapped Blade Runner onto, but it's it doesn't feel noir. Yeah, the the themes of Blade Runner are obviously the noir aspect of it, but also that the replicants become more human than humans, right? And like the nature of humanity, and I'm a I'm a little worried that this is just going to be like an action show that has robots in it, but I, I still will probably check it out. Oh yeah, because it's Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it, isn't it? I mean, like we're going to check it out because it's Blade Runner. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But you know, it might be the 
it might be the director's cut of Blade Runner instead of the final. Uh, the yeah, no, the theatrical cut. Which one is the one with the bad voiceover that they got rid of for the final cut? Oh, I have no idea. There's one cut of Blade Runner. I think it's the director's cut that has this Harrison Ford voiceover that Harrison Ford hated because he thought it was dumbing down the story and treating the audience like they were stupid. So he phoned it in so hard. And it's just really bad, and it's better without the narration. Hmm. All right, so the next trailer here is Army of Thieves, and this is a mystery to us. This is this is an astounding thing here. This Army of Thieves. When did they make this? Let's 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 preface why that confuses us. This is a prequel to Army of the Dead, which about that thief guy, which just came out. Yeah, like in May. It's a prequel set before the events of Army of the Dead, which focuses on German safe cracker Ludwig Dieter leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top secret heist during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse. So we got that guy returning, uh, Matthias Schlerfer, German name, Uh, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, I think her name is, from Game of Thrones. Oh, we got some other dudes here that I don't know. But, like, where'd this come from? It's produced by Zack Snyder. He didn't direct it. The German safecracker himself directed it, the main character of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he directed it himself. So, that's interesting. But also, like, I had never heard of this until the trailer came out earlier this week. Yeah, me neither. All I do all day is look at movie news. (laughs) This is just so strange because it's like, did they film this at the same time they made Army of the Dead? They have to have, there has to have been overlap based on the release date. Yeah, yeah. So how did he do, how did, I just don't, this is just a mystery to me. I truly don't understand. It looks fine. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it probably. Yeah. (laughs) Like it'll probably be about the same, the same quality as Army of the Dead, right? Yeah, I would imagine. I imagine everything. See here, this is the thing: is that this is where I think Zack Snyder belongs. Uh, I don't think he's a good filmmaker necessarily, but he's he he's not he's not without place. Like his movies are kind of a dumb, fun, kind of yeah. actiony thing. Yeah, and as long as he has his own IP, that's perfect for him. He's got a sandbox he can play in. He can do all of his weird little film things he wants to try and do. It hurts no one. It hurts nothing. It's fine. This is what he should be doing. So I'm glad that he has this opportunity. It's just, I just don't understand when they did this. Yeah. So we, we will probably check this out at some point. Yeah. Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. All right. Let's talk about the one that we really do want to talk about here. Guys, there is a new trailer. A excellently made and cut trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. This movie keeps getting better and better looking with every bit of footage i see guys when you watch this trailer they took that it's a you know the commercial from the first movie it's a fake commercial it's not real i mean it was made for the movie and they took that commercial and they spliced it up with music and it and it moved me it moved me and i was like if they can do this if jason reitman can do this then this is gonna be amazing Jason Reitman is an excellent director. I, he's kind of like a hundred percent for me. I, so I don't see this being bad. Like he made 
Up in the Air, which is one of my favorite movies ever. This the cast is is great. Like all the new people are great, but also everyone's coming back that's around. Uh, uh, Janine's in the trailer. Janine's in the trailer, and I'll tell you this: Annie Potts looks good for sixty something, isn't she? Like sixty something years old. She gotta be, but she's looks pretty great. She looks like Janine. Looks like Janine. Sounds like Janine. It's great. We got Dan Aykroyd answering the phone at the end and saying they're closed. We got Paul Rudd. We got we got what looks to be a good amount of Paul Rudd. Yeah, uh, I'll take as much Paul Rudd as you want to get me. We think that Paul Rudd should be the descendant of the dude from Ghostbusters 2 and be the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? The, the bad guy? I can't think of his name. <laughs> Vigo von Homburg Deutschendorf, also known by his historical alias Vigo the Carpathian. Oh, jeez. Thanks, robot voice. Yeah, that'd be fun. As long as as long as we get Paul Rudd, yeah, I always want more Paul Rudd. Yeah. So this, I I cannot wait for this. I don't. When, do we know when this is coming out? I forget. Yeah, this is coming out. Oh, November eleventh. Y'all, November is becoming stagged. Yeah, it's it's pretty much where they dumped everything uh, last year. So, but they're not moving release dates for half of this stuff. So it's all going to come out in November. Man, I can't wait to see this. Uh, all right, so next trailer here. Ooh, a very strange trailer from Scandinavia, all the way from Scandinavia. It's a movie called Lamb. Yeah, so this is an A24 movie. It's uh, the plot. I'll have to read the plot because I have a lot. There's a lot to talk about with Yeah, Lamb. there is. A childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. <laughs> this is a really weird movie. It has Nomi Rapace in it, who you might remember from movies like Prometheus and uh, I think the girl with the dragon tattoo. And uh, some other guys with names like Ingvar and Bjorn are in this movie. Uh, the director is Vladimir Johansson, or Valdemar Johansson, so not one of the regular A24 directors like Robert Eggers or Ari Aster, but it does have the A24 vibe, which is scribbling away on violins while holding lingering shots of things panting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is like so accurate. <laughs> Oh, man, that's exactly what it is. Uh, hey, look, you know, we all know that Scandinavia has fairies and trolls, uh, maybe even mermaids on the coast, and now we have lamb children. So there's, like, Nomi Rapace finds this lamb that's, I think the lamb is giving birth, but then the baby is a lamb head on a, on a human body or at least it's a, a bipedal lamb man of some form because <laughs> it's like a little kid with like a lamb head the sheep seem like they want this baby back from the humans is that the vibe you get yes uh the the sheep yeah it was born from a sheep and the humans are keeping it inside and in like a crib and putting clothes on it and it walks around like a child and the sheep, we are led to believe, be wanting the lamb baby child. As evidenced by the lingering shots of them panting <laughs> with their creepy square pupils. Yes. Uh, yeah. And like, like 
shots of the, like a team of them at, standing inside a shack looking out the door. Uh-huh. And I'm going to imagine that this will also be like other A24 movies where it will be a slow burn and then a lot of stuff happens really quickly in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, there are some A24 movies that I like. Like I like The Witch. I think The Witch is one of the best horror movies ever made. I also really like Midsommar. I thought it was very good. I never saw Hereditary. I love The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is extremely good. This one, I don't really want to watch this one. I kind of want to read about it on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't... If if people are like, hey, you got to see this. It's so weird and you got to see it. Then I'll watch it. But if it's... If it gets like middle grades, you know, like a 60-70% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'll be like, eh, maybe I'll just read about it. The thing about this is that it's, I'm certain that this is an animal war with humans and that there's probably a lot of, like, animal death. And I don't like that in movies, as I've discussed before on this podcast. So I think I'll have to go to doesthedogdie.com and check on the rating for that there. Uh, because they have a, a system for letting you know if you can handle it, if you're the kind of person that I am. Humans... I don't care. I don't care about humans. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I might end up reading the synopsis of this on Wikipedia. Maybe so. Let, right into us. Let us know what you think about this trailer or this movie, Lamb. Curious. I, I was talking to my cousin about this on the way to the gym because I, I know that they watch a lot of horror movies all the time. And I was like, I want to. I don't know what you think of this. So he watched it and he texted me and he said, I don't know if I'm physically or mentally strong enough for Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Really unique movie, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Really unique. Um, Okay, so next trailer we have here is Cooking with Paris. And yes, this is Paris Hilton who we're cooking with. Yeah, so this is basically Paris Hilton in a kitchen uh, trying to make food from a a cookbook and not really knowing what she's doing in the, the classic Paris Hilton character that we've come to know. This trailer features... Paris Hilton with a bedazzled spoon, like yeah, like yeah. stirring things with a bedazzled spoon. And I think at even one point, like some of the little rhinestones come off, like into the food, and it's just what what yeah. what is this? <laughs> yeah, she was with Nikki Glaser, and she's like, I think some of the diamonds fell off. <laughs> you know, when I was watching this, Nick, all I could think about was those kids stealing all her stuff in her LA home. That's exactly the same thing that I was thinking of. Like, I was thinking of the bling ring. Yeah, bling ring. That's like, I'll never be able to separate Paris Hilton from the bling ring. Me too. That's the first thing I... Like, if I see Paris Hilton, the only thing I think of is the bling ring. Like, they (laughs) they just kept going into her house. Yeah. And, like, like, not just stealing stuff, but, like, hanging out in her house. They would just go in there and hang out and steal stuff. And then in the movie, that one girl was even going to steal the dog at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so this um this looks pr- pretty terrible, I'd say. Yeah, it's, if you if you enjoy like the character that Paris Hilton plays, you probably think it's funny. Right. I, I don't need to watch it. Uh, she was pretty funny on Hot Ones, the the hot wing eating show, uh, where she did better than Gordon Ramsay. Uh, I haven't seen her do it, but she she took it she took it a lot better than he did. Oh well, Gordon Ramsay's the worst I've ever seen on that show. Like he. F- he was like, oh, I think he was acting, hmm. but he really laid it on thick. Uh, 
in terms, I mean, he did finish. There's like five or six people that didn't get all the way to the end, so I guess they did worse. But Paris didn't really complain a lot. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I wonder if she eats spicy foods regularly. She just seemed okay with it, like unfazed for the most part. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the emotional range of Paris Hilton is like real small. Yeah, maybe. I, well, that's a the she that the persona that public persona that people kind of know is is a character. Like I've seen her talk normally, and she doesn't talk like that. Oh, like, really? She's acting? Yeah, she <laughs> does like. She recently did a press junket something where she was talking about all these projects and stuff, and she was talking like a normal person. And people were asking her about it, and she was like, I'm not on a TV show right now. Like, that's a character. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. So, yeah, I guess if you're into this, uh, here's a show for you, folks. More power to you. More power to you. Okay, next trailer is Only Murders in the Building. This is one of my favorite ones this week. I never heard of this until Missy sent it to us, so thank you, Missy. Yep. This is three strangers who share an obsession with true crime suddenly find themselves caught up in one, and this stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez? (laughs) Listen, Martin and Martin, I'm in, man. I'm in. And, uh, you know, who who, who listening to this podcast also doesn't listen to true crime podcasts or has or has never listened to that's like nobody the 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 overlapping magisteria it's like it's just a circle the venn diagram is a circle right yep if you listen to podcasts you've listened to true crime podcasts so i don't know if that's what these i mean these guys are just into true crime maybe but uh Uh, that's funny to say because i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and uh aaron recently on one of her aaron catches up on the internet things on instagram posted a list of true crime podcasts that she listened to and they were literally all the same ones that i'm subscribed to so i i think the venn diagram would be a circle because everyone listens to the same ones so only murders in the building do we know where this is playing or what it's going to be on is this a theater movie no it's a it's a show on hulu oh it's a show on Hulu. okay well well dang okay great comes out august 31st well that's fairly soon yeah i'm looking forward to this i love steve martin and martin short uh speaking of which martin short has perhaps the greatest role in schmigadoon that i'm not going to say in case anyone listening wants to watch it because it's kind of hilarious and out of nowhere where he appears uh so look forward to that but yeah uh i'm really looking forward to only murders in the building it looks really fun yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this uh then we have a trailer for zone 414 i'm gonna read you i'm gonna read you the plot description of this one before we uh eviscerate this Set in the near future in a colony of -of state-of-the-art humanoid robots, when its creator's daughter goes missing, he hires private investigator David Carmichael to bring her home. David teams up with Jane, a highly advanced and self-aware AI, to track down the missing daughter. Moving through the dangerous iron jungle, they rapidly piece together the mystery, uncovering a crime that leads them to question the origins of Zone 414 and the true purpose behind the city of robots. Now, does that sound vaguely familiar to something, perhaps a, a series of films that we spoke about earlier in relation to an anime trailer that was on this list? Nick, um, I'm just going to pretend like I'm a person who wants to make a movie or a show relate. You know, that's very much like the series you're talking about or a series of movies that you're talking about, but I don't want to pay 
for the license. This is Great Values Blade Runner. Folks, you heard it here first. We haven't talked about uh, it before because it hasn't existed, but this is exactly that. Great Values Blade Runner. And Ben, who made this movie? The Saban! Saban! <laughs> yeah, this this is a Saban Blade Runner knockoff. Uh, Jane is clearly Joy. Uh, Guy Pierce is very clearly Rick Deckard, uh, mixed with K. Uh, the aesthetics is Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner Light. Yeah, there's the, even a shot of K's jacket on some dude. Yep. I will say that the tone of this is closer to that of Blade Runner than Blade Runner Black Lotus, the anime. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're exactly right. Yeah, so this fake Blade Runner is is closer in feeling to the actual Blade Runner than the Blade Runner anime yeah. trailer. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I almost don't want to watch this because I find it offensive. Yeah, here's the thing. Where is the line between flattery and... And you can't you can't just steal it, like because I also like Blade Runner is one of my favorite things in the in the cataloged universe. Right. But I'm not gonna just make my own Blade Runner and put it out next to it like it isn't a ripoff of it. No, like I mean, make make your own story. Obviously, if you're influenced by Blade Runner, that's fine. Everything influences everything else. I mean, Star Wars is a Kurosawa movie. Yeah. But like, do something of your own like this is a knockoff yeah you can't just have guy pierce as a like a noir detective rick deckard i bet he's a robot at the end you know this is carnosaur that's what this is (laughs) yeah this is carnosaur (laughs) so i don't know that i'll see this i don't think so i i don't know what happens to saban movies after they come out because i've never seen any of the ones that we talked about on streaming yeah i don't think i have either are Saban movies flash-in-the-pan theater movies that don't actually ever come out on anything else? Like, they're only in theaters? Guys, we got to get to the bottom of this. Has anyone ever seen a Saban movie on streaming? I can't think of any of them. I'm going to have to look into this. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I've seen one Saban film, and it was Power Rangers. Oh, that was on Amazon for a while. But I've never seen any of the other movies on any of them. We're too dumb to know. We're the dumb dudes. We don't know. I think this is a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. To Haim Saban himself. Well, we need to. This podcast is like a true crime podcast now because we got to figure out this mystery. We're rebranding as a Saban true crime podcast. There, <laughs> the dumb, the dumb dude detectives. The dumb, the dumb detectives the, is the name of one of our old episodes. The dumb detectives. Uh huh. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's in like the in the twenty to thirty range somewhere in there is there's one episode called the dumb detectives of us <laughs> i have no memory of this place <laughs> uh okay cool well uh guys we're gonna get to the bottom of this one day okay uh next trailer we have here is house of gucci yeah so the the plot synopsis of this is spanning three decades of love betrayal decadence revenge and ultimately murder we see what a name means what it's worth and how far a family will go for control so this is like about Gucci. Jared Leto is Paolo Gucci and he's in full prosthetics. He looks totally different. Uh Adam Driver is Maurizio Gucci. Uh Selma Hayek's in it. Uh Al Pacino plays a, a tiny old man in it cuz that's what he is now. We got Jeremy Irons, we got uh Lady Gaga. You know all your favorites are here. Does Al Pacino eat an orange? 
<laughs> well, I hope not. That's not good for people in his family. They, they, he would die. The, my main takeaway was that from watching this trailer, the only thing I could think of, if Gugu Mbatha-Ra from Loki had called in a favor to her agent to oust Lady Gaga from this movie and replace her, that that would be a Gugu Gaga Gucci coup. <laughs> I don't know where your mind went to get to this place, but uh, it took some turns. <laughs> I spent the whole time watching this trailer, crafting that joke, and I, I don't actually know what this movie's about. <laughs> I I think it it wasn't Gucci the one that was murdered on the steps in like South Beach. Yeah, that was Adam Driver's character. Okay, so Maurizio Gucci. I so have going to get it. I have driven by those steps slowly, and so I was like you know ten feet away from them. And I don't know if it was like my brain, but I want to say that we could see the, like the blood stains still on the steps. That was probably your brain. They probably sandblasted that off. Yeah, but. I think so too. But. I've been I've been to the place. You've been there. Uh, you witnessed the Gugu Gaga Gucci coup in real life. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, I, you know, I will say what I will say, Nick. Uh, this movie does look better than his last Nigel Thornberry uh, movie. Oh God, Annette. 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 Yeah, uh, the worst trailer of all time. Uh, <laughs> So it looked better than that. Uh, I don't know that I'll watch it. I'm not really into like high fashion. So, Me neither. It does look good, yeah. and the cast is pretty good. Uh, Jared Leto doesn't look like Jared Leto, so that's a plus. <laughs> like You could not know he was in this uh, if you were blessed more than we. Uh, but I don't want to watch it either. Yeah, uh, it'll, probably be, it'll probably be good, though. Yeah, it probably looks good. Uh, all right, so next trailer we got here, Vivo. This is a, uh, a Sony Pictures animation uh, musical adventure featuring all new original songs from Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it, it's about like a little kinkajou who is on a mission to find his friend's lost love. Like this old man who plays a guitar and he's got like this old singer that he used to sing with. And I think uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the talking kinkajou, and this girl with pink hair are trying to unite those two people. Yeah. I noticed that this is Netflix, but this is like like almost Disney level animation quality. Well, Sony, so it's Sony animation. Oh, it's and, Sony and okay, uh, okay. So they did uh Spider-Verse, so and also they did uh um Mitchells versus the Machines. So they've been on a streak of good animated movies lately. Yeah, they're pumping them out for sure. The sand the soundtrack for this I'm going to be listening to because lynn i love lynn uh, the voice cast is very good like zoe saldana michael rooker nicole byer leslie david baker uh i know all those people yeah. i know all those names yeah that's a good cast yeah I mean, it looks good for you know a musical animated movie computer yeah. animated it's a cute kids movie with a yeah. uh, lin-manuel miranda playing a kinkajou uh there oh there is one moment in the trailer that made me giggle it's when they, they unzip the bag and he's in there and then he <laughs> uh, he screams and she screams and she and he keeps closing the bag and she keeps opening it it was uh-huh. it was pretty cute it made me giggle i also laughed when she tried to jump the bridge in her bike but it got stuck in the middle but the wheels were turning because it was moving up yeah. and then they just fell through the middle yeah it was great uh so yeah this looks good i'll probably watch this yeah, on netflix it'll probably be good uh, then we have a trailer for King Richard. 
Yeah, so I, did we talk about this at one point, like a teaser trailer or something? We did, yeah, because and we mainly focused on Will Smith saying, penis in Serena. We just couldn't get <laughs> over it. And they, and they have that same clip in this, but they muted the P. Yeah, they did. He definitely sounds like he's saying that in the first trailer. This is a, a bio, biopic about uh, Venus and Serena Williams and, and their dad. It says, a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams become who they are after coaching from their father, Richard Williams. So we got Will Smith doing kind of a voice, like kind of a, a drawl. Yeah. Um, John Bernthal's in this. Uh, Dylan McDermott, who's like kind of like a, uh, a spinoff of Clive Owen, if you ask me. Yeah, so I probably won't watch this. I don't really follow tennis or anything. Yeah, I think... Aaron will probably watch this. She, you know, she played tennis in high school. She likes the Serena and Venus uh, William, the the Williams sisters. She likes them. So she uh, is your is your friend Kevin going to cosplay this version of Will Smith and walk around <laughs> with ten, tennis balls? You know, he might. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He might. I, I all he, all his other ones are great. So yeah, might as well keep adding to the yeah. roster. Uh, add it to the add it to the roster with uh, with penises, Serena. <laughs> shake up this world <laughs> they really did though they really said it like that they, they really did all right so the final trailer the adele dezinth trailer is uh, something called flag day with sean penn yeah so the the plot of this is a father lives a double life as a counterfeiter bank robber and con man in order to provide for his daughter now this stars Catherine winnick josh brolin sean penn eddie marzen regina king a uh, pretty good cast there, uh, all things considered. And, and Flag Day is a holiday that was started in Fredonia, Wisconsin, where I went to high school. Oh, no way. Yeah, they have signs everywhere that say the birthplace of Flag Day. Okay, well, I don't even think I knew Flag Day existed, so. It's just like more jingoistic <laughs> holidays that are tacked on, you know. Yeah. So, the, you know, while the... the plot synopsis sounds interesting the trailer just makes it look like people yelling at each other the whole time and like people being sad and so and it, and it even said on screen um wrenching true life tale and when i read that i was like nah you know i'm good real life be wrenching enough guys real life is pretty wrenching uh sean penn does it so good though like in mystic river when the, that scene where the cops are dragging him away from the murder scene at the beginning that's one of the best act like he deserved the oscar that he got that year for that movie yeah i never saw that movie although i think i think that came out in 2003 which was the same did he go up against bill murray and if he went up against bill murray for lost in translation he did not deserve the oscar wait lost in translation is not that old is it yeah it's from 2003 scarlett johansson's like 20 years old in that movie oh man wow Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Mystic River's from 2004. Well, I, I'll probably miss this one, but I'm sure it's good. I'm not going to watch this one. Uh, I don't think it'll ever come out, but kudos to you, Sean Penn. You're you're cool. Also, Catherine Winnick, still still crush, still one of our crushes. Oh, yeah. Catherine Winnick is, is top tier. Top tier. Uh, well, what did we say when we were talking about her last time, that she's a B-movie actress that needs to be A-level or whatever? Yeah, she's she's an A-level actress in B-movies. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah we, I, I still believe that. I agree. 
okay, so uh, let's talk about these here trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so we got one email from Jay, and he said, when are we going to get a new episode of Kidnapped Theater, which <laughs> nobody listening knows what that is. Kidnapped Theater is a couple episodes of like a weird ongoing web series that me and Kevin and Dale, my friends, made uh, <laughs> in the 2011 to 2013 era. And uh, it was mainly us playing with different special effects because Kevin went to school for it and we were seeing what we could do with special effects and stuff. Uh, They're available on YouTube, so if you want, (laughs) you can check out Kidnap Theater. That's theater with an R-E at the end. I'll I'll put a post. I'll I'll mention it on Instagram when I do this post if you want to check it out. (laughs) I have seen it. Yeah, we made Ben watch a couple when he was up here. And and as we were watching them, uh, I think Dale said, (laughs) he said, if you don't want to be friends with us anymore, it's okay, you can leave. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Um, It needed, you guys needed lav, like lav mics or or like a, a boom mic. We did have one at one point, so sometimes we had a mic, a proper mic set up, and sometimes we didn't, but we could never get that going quite right. Uh, I will say that the special effects in, in, there's an episode we did called Minimal Bat, which is like an argument about what is the best death scene in movies that we were trying to recreate some of them. The special effects in that one are pretty fun. Uh, we also had, we did this one that was like an old-timey cartoon, it's called Milk Video, and that one I think is fun too. Oh, just because yeah. we shot it like an old timey like nineteen thirties cartoon, which is like my favorite thing ever. So when are we gonna get? Uh, well, we we stopped making them because uh, I think we all lived in different places. Like I I lived in Illinois uh, starting in two thousand thirteen, so we didn't live in the same place. So, but now we all live in Wisconsin again. So we could make more episodes. It could happen. So uh, I guess uh, whenever we get around to it, Jay, that's the answer. <laughs> Whenever we feel like it. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I know, enjoyed that. I don't know uh, how much of that is is actual enjoyment or just enjoyment at how big of dorks we are. And I know my friend Al really likes it, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know when we make new ones. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for the trailer mailers. And if uh, they want to write into us, I don't know why they'd write into us this week, but if they wanted to, well, how would they do it? Well, they could email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com, which is uh, like Jay did. Or they could follow us and should follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcasts. Uh, no. <laughs> they can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, where I always post a new episode uh, announcement. Although sometimes I do it on Thursdays, well, when I forgot to do it on Monday. Usually when I edit it, I forget to post the new episode thing. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers, and if you want new episode updates, I, but don't try and get in contact with us there because I don't check the notifications. If you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts like Mike did, and and it, it may take a couple months, but I will see it and read it here on the on the podcast. And if you're feeling generous like Mike, uh, quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Well, folks, it's just going to be luck. Let me just tell you. Leave that five-star rating, and we're going to do the usual thing. We're going to make a web series, okay? And I feel like we need to hire Lady Gaga because this is a movie about volcanoes, okay? 
And it's gonna be, I think instead of doing a full movie film, we're gonna do like what they're doing with the John Wick. So it's like a three-part saga, you see. And so it can be the Gaga Lava Saga. You see there what we did there? <laughs> okay. So that's the idea. And you might say, well, quick, Mickey, that doesn't sound fleshed out. Well, you got to leave the five-star writing if you want me to flesh it out. You see, if you ain't leaving no five-star writing, then quick, Mickey's just going to give you an idea. You got, but, but you leave the writing, I'll flesh it out. Put some meat on the bones, like a ribs that you might get at a restaurant. So if you want meat on the bones, leave five-star writing, that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I have a p-p-p-p-poker face. P-p-p-p-p-poker face. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I can't play tennis as well as... Penis and Serena. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid all uh, games. One quarter portion of the show. Um, I hadn't played any video games because I've been watching the Olympics. I played one video game. Oh, what'd you play? So, uh, Kevin uh, bought PGA Tour 2K21. Oh. And so we played because you can play. He has a PS4 and I have a PS5, but you can play crossplay on it because it's a PS4 game. Yeah. So he made a, a course, and we played the course that he made, and then we played a round of mini golf. And uh, the, the course that he made, it loads up the first hole, and you're sitting there with your club getting ready to to drive, and you're completely surrounded by squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> so he just put squirrels everywhere, and then there's one hole where there was cows all over the place. It was just ridiculous, so he was learning how to make courses, but he's got this big one that he's been working on for like a month, and I'm waiting for him to finish that one so we can play again. But then we played this mini golf course, but it's it's not designed to be mini golf. They just built this really bizarre hole, like set of holes, that you have to use your putter on, but the holes are designed like mini golf, so you have to like put it over an airplane wing and then down a hill. It was really difficult, and there was one hole where I kept, I was one inch away, and it took me six strokes to get it in because it kept bouncing off the pin, and I, I still ended up winning, I think, uh, despite that, because Kevin had a similar misfortune on a different one, and all of our misfortunes were caused by the physics of the game, not really being designed for this, but it was really fun, and I'm looking forward to playing his his uh, completed Magnum Opus course, which I believe is called kahuna's revenge or something i i'm gonna be honest with you i deeply want to play this with y'all <laughs> oh if you ha- if you get pga uh tour on the playstation you can play with us i want to play his courses and i want to play multiplayer with y'all i think that'd be so much fun while we chat yeah just get P- just get uh pga tour or 2k21 and you can play with us uh so if i get it on ps4 i can still play with y'all yeah because kevin has it on ps4 oh and i have i played it on ps5 and he was on ps4 oh uh how much is it on ps4 
it keeps going on sale, so uh, it's pretty cheap. Kevin bought it on disc, and I think he paid pretty low for it. Like, like he, 15, 20 bucks? Yeah, I think that's what he paid for it. So he bought it with a disc. But uh, playing the, the courses is really fun. I need to get a better headset. That was the only issue we had was my headset was pretty crummy. Yeah. Uh, but it was really, really fun. I'll have to, I'll have to do that. And after Dragon Con, i got to work on costumes, so it's got to be after Dragon yeah, Con. Yeah, yeah, after Dragon Con. Yeah. All right, so we got one piece of news here um, is that there is a studio called That's No Moon, and it's a new studio, and it's got a bunch of talent uh, from it. Yeah, there's people from Infinity Ward, and there's people from Naughty Dog. Uh, they made games like Call of Duty, and like Naughty Dog made Last of Us and, and Uncharted and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to be focusing on single-player games. Yeah, so the the CEO is uh, Michael Mumbauer, and I didn't, I've never heard his name before, but he's the former senior director of visual arts for Sony. Uh, so well, that's probably good. Yeah, it's probably good. I think I think this is probably going to be a very talented team, and I'm I, I like single-player experiences, so I'm I'm digging it. This is the this is what sells me on this studio. It says, the ground floor pitch we've been saying is that we're singularly focused on single-player, narratively-driven action-adventure storytelling. This makes me think I'm going to get some really good third-person action games out of this. I'm really looking forward to... I will play whatever they make, probably, if it's third-person. Yeah, I imagine they're going to they're gonna have some, some hits on their hands you got the, if you got the right people. I also enjoy that their name is just a nerdy Star Wars reference. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool if if these guys got to make a Star Wars game, uh, and because that with this talent they they're probably better than anyone at EA or something that could make a Star Wars game. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, only one trailer. There was really no video game trailers. It's like a bunch of reviews and stuff on YouTube and and, and stuff that we've already seen. It's just like a, you know a release trailer. It's like well we've seen this game. Uh, we did have one trailer though called Stray. Yeah, so this is in it's like a puzzle-solving game uh, where you're a cat in a cyberpunk city full of robots and you just like have to run around solving puzzles as this cat and like avoiding these creatures and then you get like a robot drone that works with you. It looks really cool. It the controls look good, the mechanics, the puzzle mechanics look fun. I just really like this idea. Yeah, so this is different than that other crappy cat game that we saw a while back. That was the violent, like weird one where you're a cat that fights monsters. Yeah, and, and there it's like there's cat death and stuff in it, and yeah, that one that one seemed like it was also like had a budget of like sixty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. But this one's a real game where you're like a little cartoon cat and you're solving puzzles and yeah. escaping from the cyberpunk city full of robots. Yeah, and there's like nice shading, you know. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool, and also it's like I'll play. It, I, one gets sick of playing a game where you're like a dude with a gun shooting random things, you know? Yes. So when something new comes on the scene, you have to take notice. Yeah. No, I, I, whenever I watch uh, E3 coverage, I'm like, okay, here's the 80 billionth game where you shoot people. And so if, if anything is different than that, I'm like, okay, like I'm, let me see about this, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's why I remember when they, um, they showed Mirror's Edge, uh, I was like, a game where you you're not supposed to shoot yes okay let me see about this and i loved it i like when they also when they give you options in games like splinter cell you can get through without killing anyone yeah 
stuff yeah. like that where it's like you can play it many different ways but i get so bored of like shooters it's yeah like the same thing over and over yeah yeah it is i mean a, a battlefield i'll do it you know over and over again but uh, multiplayer is a little different a little bit but, different yeah uh this game looks like a really fun puzzle game where you're a cat yeah uh, all right, well that that's all we got for the video game. It's kind of a sh- it's more of a you know, one eighth portion, I guess. It's a short short round. Um, we're just playing the the front nine here in yeah. the video games portion. All right, well for the uh, the trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon and I am short round. <laughs> Doctor Jones, <laughs> uh, and I'm Nick Kelly, and I'm no moon. I'm a space station. Happy trailsers. Um, it sounded like you said granddad. Armageddon.